Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, how's it going today? Did you like the episode on cold plunge? I liked the episode on cold plunge. And I want to ask, did you take the plunge? How was it? How did you feel? Are you going to do it again? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. But today we are going to focus on gaining more tools in your toolkit for how you can reduce your own chronic inflammation. And today's focus of course, is on micronutrients. So if you remember from episode 23, so micronutrients, they are like the systemic gear oil that is required to keep all of your gears lubricated and operating at optimal temperatures. That's the whole point of micronutrients. And I think also from the surface, I really don't think micronutrients and vitamins sounds like a very sexy conversation, right? Like maybe even this episode sounds like it might be a little drab and boring. Do you agree? Um, And personally, when I came into this, I'm like, well, I bet you everybody just thinks that I'm going to, at the end of this conversation, just tell you that you need to take your daily multivitamin and mineral supplement and then poof, like everything is solved. But that really couldn't be further from the truth. And the real truth is that I hate generalized multivitamins or minerals, and I have never once recommended that to any of my clients because those general multivitamins, like, you know, the cover your bases type solution so that you can feel good about eating less nutrition foods, they just don't work. And unfortunately, multivitamins are often extremely low quality, like they're kind of cheaply made. And they're not really in portions that are going to optimize any particular system, especially yours. So your system is unique, as you know, from listening to all the episodes in this podcast. And your system has very unique needs. And this is going to be based on, you know, what types of foods you eat, where you get your foods. It's going to take into account your lifestyle and stress levels and your genetic variations. So any recommendations for supplements, they need to take into account these variables and most importantly, needs to take into account where your starting point is. So if you are looking to reduce your inflammation so that you can lose weight, which I know you are, and if you're wanting to optimize your body and increase your health span, which is the duration of time that you have achieved optimal health, then you're going to want to learn all about these little treasures. So today we are going to focus more on, you know, like a micronutrient overview, I guess you could say. And then later we're going to dive into each nutrient as an individual unit. But I don't want to bore you with just simply the micronutrient functions. This is not going to be a boring podcast. I want to help you to understand them in a way that is actionable and understandable. 
But really quick, okay, we got to go through the basics. <laughs> We're not going to stay here long though, okay? So there are more than 30 essential micronutrients that the human body requires in varying amounts for optimal health. So these micronutrients, of course, can be divided into two main categories. You got your vitamins, you got your minerals. There's 13 essential vitamins that the body needs, including vitamin A, your B, which there's a bunch of B vitamins, your vitamin C, D, E, K, and each of these vitamins vitamins plays a very specific role in the body, whether it be supporting healthy skin and vision, maybe aiding in energy production, immune system function. But in addition to these vitamins that are necessary, the body also requires essential minerals. And this includes the categories like calcium and phosphorus, magnesium, sodium, potassium, chloride, iron, zinc, iodine, copper, manganese, fluoride, selenium, like all of these are valuable in their own unique way. One is not more important than the other. They all serve their unique function. These minerals are necessary for a wide range of functions in the body, including your bone health, your nerve function, your muscle function, and so many more things. But... I know I'm preaching to the choir when I say that micronutrients are important. You know this, and you know that you should try to consume lots of them every day. You already know that they're important, and that's why you have probably taken a ton of different supplements and vitamins over the years. So what is the problem? Well, for me, when I begin to dabble in this world, it is very overwhelming and confusing and um, there's just, there's a lack of an understanding about where to focus my efforts, you know, when I first started on this journey. And I know coming into it, you can supplement for everything, right? And every one of them sounds like a good idea. Like, do I want to lose weight easier? Well, hell yeah, right? Do I want to balance my hormones? Just take this supplement. Yes, please. Do I want to protect my liver and optimize its function? Do I want to sleep better? Like, always, Micronutrients and supplements and vitamins, they can be very confusing. And on top of that, it doesn't help that this is one of the most heavily marketed industries out there. There is a ton of information and most of this information contradicts itself. And it's easy to find yourself getting caught up in companies that are trying to sell you their latest and greatest creations. But today, we are not going to be selling a latest and greatest creation because I don't even have a supplement line, right? This is all about how we can cut the crap and turn our attention to the context and the symptoms to help micronutrients make a little bit more usable sense for you so that you can help yourself. And I want to preface this by saying, of course, that this episode is not meant to diagnose anything. You should always aim to get your micronutrients and lipids checked before you begin supplementing specific nutrients. Please do this. So now that I have my little disclaimer out there, let's talk about symptoms and let's talk about common nutrient deficiencies that can be associated with these different symptoms. So let's start with insomnia. How many of you have insomnia? 
When it comes to insomnia, there this can mean maybe a, an overall lack of sleep. It can mean waking up tired. It can mean not falling asleep. There's a lot of different angles to insomnia. But what I want to focus our attention on with insomnia is that sometimes it's more related to an inability to turn off that fight or flight response versus just not being able to sleep adequately. So cortisol, which and adrenaline and inflammation, um, they might not just be keeping your brain from shutting off, but these things can also create that 3 a.m. wake up call that you love so much, (laughs) right? So during emotional stress and during this fight or flight response, the body, it can overuse certain micronutrients as it tries to respond to the perceived stressor. So two of the most common that I see overused micronutrients during these situations includes vitamin C and some B vitamins. So this is particularly within the B vitamins is B5 and B6. So B5, which is the uh, pantothenic acid, it's particularly important for the production of stress hormones like cortisol, right, your adrenals, and B6, which is the pyroxidine, is involved in the production of your neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine. So obviously, if you're in the context that you're maybe over-creating these different things, you can you can unconsciously or not even meaning to, you can deplete these different vitamin sources without even knowing about it. So other nutrients within this pathway can be serine or even selenium. And during prolonged stress, so for some of you, this is like years of induced stress. These nutrients, they can each be overutilized to the point of deficiency, if not consumed specifically through rich food sources, or even through supplement sources. But depending on your stress, your food intake, your genetics, some of these micronutrients may still be in adequate levels, and they may require no supplementation at all. So that's why you really have to be strategic, and you kind of have to know where you start, because you might be over-supplementing because of a generic pathway and not taking into account your own variables. So now let's shift our focus uh, away from insomnia. And what if you are the person who struggles with forgetfulness and brain fog? And it just seems like you're stuck in that Charlie Brown style episode where everything you hear sounds like wah, 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 like nothing sticks. You have to write everything down in order to remember to do anything. And even then, it's kind of a struggle to maintain kind of the day-to-day operations. So there are several micronutrients that have been linked to brain function and cognitive performance. For example, your B vitamins are very important for energy production in the brain and in the process of creating different neurotransmitters, as we talked about previously, that support cognitive function. So it doesn't matter. There's so many different B vitamins. You know, it could be your folic acid. It could be your cobalamin, which is like your... um, just different ones within the B complex. So there's a lot of different B vitamins. It's not necessarily that B5 or B6 that I'm talking about. So a deficiency in B vitamins, particularly when it comes to B1, B6, or B12, this has been linked to cognitive symptoms like brain fog. 
And then other micronutrients, such as your omega-3 fatty acids and your antioxidants, there's a lot of different antioxidants. It's kind of a broad category, but still micronutrients, right? Also, these play important roles in brain function, and they can help you to combat, to reverse oxidative stress that can contribute to that cognitive decline and brain fog. So omega-3 fatty acids, they can even work on pathways that limits brain inflammation and neuron death. And if you remember in episode six, we talked about the mechanism and the potential complications behind the scenes of brain fog. You really want to take that symptom seriously. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go back and listen to episode six. Okay, so... That's kind of my two cents about the brain fog and forgetfulness, that there are micronutrients involved in that pathway that could be contributing a lot to those different symptoms that you're experiencing. But what if your problem isn't sleep or brain fog, but it's more in alignment with poor workout recovery? Or maybe you're the person that gets sick all the time. Like it seems like if somebody has a cold around you, you're going to be the next one to get it inevitably. <laughs> so maybe you are the person who exercises often, but just never seems to recover. You're the person whose joints are achy and you just feel like you're getting old rapidly, <laughs> faster than other people, right? So micronutrients that can easily get depleted based on your genetics, based on overuse of your body or under eating because you're trying to stick within a certain calorie range, these micronutrients can include your vitamin C, your magnesium, and even your electrolytes, which is more like the sodium, potassium, zinc, magnesium. So what if the struggle had nothing to do with you getting old, but had far more to do with just micronutrients that you've been under consuming, that now are in a state of deficiency. Your body just doesn't have that gear oil available to it to keep lubricating these systems. Therefore, you're developing symptoms. It really can be that easy. But I want to talk about something else that is kind of alluded to within this last pathway. So... There's another very key component of micronutrient levels. So when you get your levels checked, like if you go to a doctor and you're like, bro, I need my micronutrients checked. They're probably going to fight you and they're probably going to ask why and then they're probably going to do it wrong. But it's very common to just get ordered a test that's going to look at the micronutrient levels within your blood. This is like your serum markers. And I get that this is better than nothing. So if you're doing this, awesome, keep trying. But honestly, I still don't think it's a very useful number. What I care about far more is the amount of micronutrients that are able to cross over or cross through that cell membrane so that they can enter into the cell to do their work. So the levels that are in your blood are far less valuable than knowing the levels within your cells. This is a factor that may even be one of the root causes of your deficiency, right? Like what if there is a deficiency in a nutrient that regulates the passage through the cell membrane? So let's just take like a little highlighted example with zinc. So zinc, it's involved in the regulation of a protein called 
TRPM7. Doesn't matter that you remember that. But I just want to use this as an example, okay? So this protein, which is responsible for transporting calcium and magnesium into the cells. So a deficiency in zinc can lead to decreased activity of this TRPM7, which then can impair the movement of calcium and magnesium into the cells. And it can lead to a deficiency in these minerals. So understand, like, if you are deficient in a nutrient, there really could be multiple reasons why that deficiency exists. And it's very important to address the why it's deficient instead of just simply repleting the nutrient that's missing. Because it's not going to help to just add more magnesium into a system that's deficient in the reason why it's deficient, and that's because you're low in zinc. And it's also not very useful to think that you've got enough magnesium because you have this high blood serum marker of magnesium and it's just elevated in your blood because it has no ability to cross that cell membrane to get into the cell to do its work. When it comes to micronutrients, context is everything and I cannot stress this enough. Okay, so let's go through another example, okay? Maybe some of you don't have any problem with recovery or insomnia or brain fog, but maybe yours is more in alignment with difficult weight loss and poor blood sugar control. So your blood sugars, they may be running high and your weight loss, it's kind of slowed and you just seem to be puffy all of the time. So when it comes to difficult weight loss and high blood sugar and micronutrient deficiencies, these are, of course, interconnected health issues. So your insulin resistance, it is a key factor in high blood sugar, and it's a key factor in difficulty of losing weight. So micronutrient deficiencies, particularly in minerals such as chromium or magnesium or zinc, this can contribute to insulin resistance. And then throw in another factor, right? Chronic inflammation is also another common factor in both high blood sugar and difficulty losing weight. So micronutrient deficiencies, particularly in antioxidants such as vitamin C and E can also lead to increased oxidative stress and inflammation. So additionally, micronutrient deficiencies, they can impact your metabolism by making it harder to lose weight, by impacting your appetite regulation, and by just making it harder to stick to a healthy diet because you feel like crap right? If you're not feeling like crap, chances are you're probably not going to eat the things that you need to eat in order to maintain this healthy lifestyle. So from these few examples of why micronutrients are important to maintain proper function, why not just supplement everything, right? Why not just supplement everything so that you don't become deficient in one particular area, right? This is enter the generalized micronutrient cover your bases type theory. Well, okay, so let's just debunk this for a second. So when you do that, what it can lead to is over supplementing certain micronutrients. And what this can do is it can lead to imbalances in your body, which can then turn into deficiencies in other micronutrients. 
So how this can happen is there, there's a few different ways that this can happen. So what can happen if you over if you over consume certain nutrients and under consume others, you can have this competitive absorption. So this is where some micronutrients might compete for absorption in the body. So for example, if you take excessive zinc, for some of you out there who get sick all the time that think that zinc is the cure-all, well, this can lead to an interfering of the absorption of copper. And this can lead you, leave you with a copper deficiency. And similarly, if you take excessive calcium, this can interfere with your absorption of iron leading to an iron deficiency. So that's how you can kind of have that where it's blocking and it's um, they're, they're competing for the same receptors. And then there can also be an imbalanced metabolism. This is where micronutrients might work together in this complex metabolic pathway in your body. This is like a, a gear system, like we're talking about, right? Where one gene does one thing and it, that gene has to do that thing in order for the next one to work. And it's just this whole network of gears. So when one nutrient is over supplemented, hey, all of you with the MTHFR where you're doing your methylated B vitamins, I'm talking to you, okay? When one nutrient is over supplemented, it can disrupt these pathways and it can lead to imbalances in other nutrients. So an easy example, well, there is the methylated B vitamins, which competes for the, it doesn't compete, but it leads to an imbalanced metabolism of your folic acid. It can lead to a folic acid deficiency if you over supplement that B12. But another example is vitamin D. It can lead to increased calcium absorption, obviously, which can interfere with the absorption of other minerals like magnesium and zinc, Right. So another thing that could be happening if you overdo certain nutrients is a disruption of your gut microbiome. So the gut microbiome, it plays a very important role in nutrient absorption and in metabolism. So if you over supplement certain nutrients, you can disrupt the balance of your gut microbiome and this can lead to decreased absorption of other nutrients. So for example, if you take a lot of vitamin C, it can disrupt the balance of your gut and then it can lead to decreased absorption of iron, right? And this seems counterintuitive, right? Because you need vitamin C in order to absorb iron. But if you overdo it, it can actually lead to the opposite effect. So long story short, you have to be careful not to overdo any one particular nutrient because you might be creating more of a problem than you are solving. So micronutrients, in summary, they are incredibly valuable. And I really hope that <laughs> this episode has helped you to kind of begin to grasp that a little bit better. And in my opinion, this is a tool that everyone should be using to reduce your own chronic inflammation and optimize your unique body's functions. But always remember, you have to know where your nutrient levels are at before you begin to optimize. You won't know how to optimize if you don't know where you're at, right? And it's even better to have an understanding of your genetics in addition to understanding your intracellular micronutrient levels so that you can understand how your system functions from that most intimate level. 
And it is possible to reduce your chronic inflammation and to optimize your system and to reduce your pesky daily symptoms that just don't ever seem to go away. And it is possible to know exactly what you need to supplement. And you can even be that person that has the confidence to know exactly why you are supplementing a specific nutrient and why you are supplementing at a specific dosage. If you are wanting to optimize this area of your life through lab-based testing and one-on-one guidance to understand the context, I encourage you, please head over to yourlivinghealth.com and book your free consult right now. Okay, so this is a journey that every single one of you should take. You are not immune to this journey. You can't get around it. And I promise I'm going to make it a fun one. All right, with that, I will talk to you next week. All right, bye. Hey, change is hard and doing it without professional guidance can make it seem impossible. If you're willing to do the work, I can make your path to longevity straight and strategic. Take the first step, head on over to yourlivinghealth.com and book your free consult so we can chat about your unique situation. And please take a second or two and leave me a review. Thank you for your interest in reducing your chronic inflammation and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.